0: 21st Sunday after Pentecost, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The uh, Pentecost season is so long this year that, you know, we're in the 21st or 22nd Sunday. You know, I start to lose count after a while. And <clears throat> we still have a few more Sundays before Advent. But what day is it today? Sunday? Of course it is. Yeah. It's today. And today is a day to do the work of today. I know it's the Sabbath day in the Christian church. It's a day to rest and participate in the worship life of the church. But there's also work to do today. No, not in your backyard or my backyard, which certainly needs attention, but in a spiritual place. There's work to do in your heart. Heart doctors have been searching for decades to find a way to clear arteries clogged by plaque. And, and and you know that. Some of you may have had a procedure for it. I apologize for bringing up the memory, but hardening of the arteries is the enemy of the heart, is it not? you got to have a, a surgeons go in there and clean them out. you got to Scrape them out with uh, tools or, you know, with blades or uh, ultrasound. Kind of a dangerous procedure. But a dangerous hardness can also develop in our faith life. A hardness that constricts or even blocks the life-giving love of God in our lives. If your heart has been hardened, then there's no better remedy than being strongly encouraged by your Fellow Christians, according to the writer of the Hebrews, that is, look, our text from Hebrews today hardly ranks among the most popular or familiar of those we hear or read, but the writer of it emphasizes our responsibilities as Christians to take care, take care and watch your heart today. Not to spoil the rest of the series on Hebrews, I mean, there's, there's going to be lots more to hear about. But this text today, <clears throat> excuse me, this text today, rather nicely represents the entire book. God gives faith to you; you need to maintain it. Now, I know that may sound a little off. I mean, our Lutheran ears are more accustomed to hearing that we are given faith by God. And He maintains it by the Holy Spirit. It's always God's work from start to finish. And that's most certainly true, but it's also true that we need to maintain our faith as well. Without lessening God's active and living impact in your life, I must remind you, it's my job to remind you and myself that we are responsible for resisting sin and falling into unfaith. Not like that's never happened to anyone here, right? Now, the author of Hebrews uses some old, or he uses some explicit Old Testament imagery to highlight this. Today, if you hear God's voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. That's what he says. In other words, Israel heard God's voice and His saving grace, And still fell away into unfaith. Even after being rescued out of slavery in in Egypt, their faith from yesterday didn't help them from falling deeper into unfaith the day they worshipped an animal made out of gold. For the Israelites, sin became all too common and familiar, and and so it became safe for them to worship idols, or so they felt. The writer to the Hebrew cries out, No! Sin kills! See, what he's doing in in our text today, he's unnerving his Jewish audience in reminding them that Israel had all heard as well as seen the signs and wonders of God for them. And nevertheless, they gave in to sin and unfaith. Dead bodies all over the desert show the score. Sin is never what it seems. Its allure is false. Its promise is untrue. With the heart, the arteries harden until the fact is suddenly made apparent. A dead body via a heart attack or some massive, you know, coronary failure. Sin works the same way, hardening the, the effect on faith. Believers can also grow old and hard and give in to sin's allure. What a Christian used to do is irrelevant. What matters is what is done today. I know know this may sound off topic, but did United Express ever fly out of Portland? Did they? You You know, many of us have flown on small turboprop airliners, but United Express used to fly this little commuter plane called the Jetstream. Thank God they don't anymore because pilots who flew it said it was like balancing a beach ball on top of a Coke bottle. It was unstable. The airplane had a tendency to suddenly roll to the right or the left without any input on the controls. The writer to the Hebrews describes faith in a similar way. Like there's this narrow area of stability but take care because you can roll too far off into sin and danger. I say this because he seems to be treating the sinning heart and the unbelieving heart as if they were equal. And that's pretty sobering when you think about it. Uh, I know many have a strong faith in God like steel, and many have faith that bends in the wind. That's just the way it is. I mean, you know, the the Scriptures even attest to that. Nevertheless, not one of us is exempt from sin's deceit. So, that being said about the threat to faith, what does the writer here offer to meet the threat? More Jesus? More prayer? A protecting angel, perhaps? No, interestingly, none of that. He'll say a lot more about Jesus later, but here he says, to encourage each other right now encourage it's a sure defense against faithlessness. We can see that this was something that the writer to the Hebrews was dealing with. I mean these people must have been, they must have been deceived or there was an imminent threat of being deceived or uh, you know, it was beginning to happen or something. We, we really don't know, but whatever the case is, it's, it's evident here. Something was going on with his audience. It's evident in the church today. But it's not widely admitted or practiced that the remedy for unbelief, as the writer here points out, demands active communities of faith. We are a community of one another's, right? Right? It's a great gift, another great gift which God gives to us. Not only does He give us us Himself through His Son and His Holy Spirit, He gives us each other to encourage one another lest we be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Look, that's why I wrote this bulletin insert on pornography. You know, no one's talked to me about it, but I've heard that some have asked, why did pastor write that? To encourage. Lest one, maybe two or more, become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. It's funny how when you read and study the scriptures, you know because I was, you know, I was studying these, looking at these Hebrews far in advance, it's funny how when you read them, they actually cause you to do the things they say this is just one example because I know you encourage too I know you're doing it if not a single one of you lent your encouragement to Jill and me during this time after her accident I would wonder where is the one anotherness where is the Christian community praise be to God though that is not the case but we are still warned to take care every day take care Yesterday's faith does not save today. He's not talking about baptism. That's different. He's talking about the immediacy of watching out today. And this is a typical characteristic of a New Testament writer, such as this guy or Paul and John, even Jesus himself. They never talk about faith or trust in God and keeping your eye on the goal of heaven and believing in the Son of God and forgiveness of sins like we all have all the time in the world and you can watch your heart tomorrow or the next week. They never talk like that. It's always today. Because who knows about tomorrow? Today is what matters. For the Christian, every today becomes part of a long succession of todays lived faithfully, that eventually lead to heaven, where our hearts will finally be fixed forever, no more maintenance, physically or spiritually. Jesus Christ has triumphed over the grave and won the victory over sin and the devil and deceit for us, and there'll be no more unfaith. We won't have to watch our heart like it says in Hebrews because it will be right. We know that means right with God, no more disobedience, no more rebellion, no more guilt or shame, no more apathy. And imagine what that means for us, community of one another's. Our hearts will be right with one another. I love you all now, but man, I can't wait to know you on the new earth, in the new heavens. Everything will be right between us. So... What day is it again? (laughs) Yes, it's Sunday. It is today, Franny Wright. It's It's a day to act. Watch your heart. Encourage each other right now with the good news that God has done something about this messed up world and every messed up person on it, including you and me. He died on the cross and rose from the grave to redeem the world and make it so that you inherit a new heart and a new life and a new body, not just to enjoy for yourself, but for the good of others. So, go and do the work of today. And may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.